0: Hello everyone welcome or welcome back to another episode of The Corner. I'm your host Mame and I host all the episodes on this platform. Before this episode starts make sure to check out all the social medias of this of this podcast in the episode description down below and also if you want any other platforms to listen to this podcast on it's available on Apple Podcasts and it will be available on YouTube very soon, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel in order to be notified when that happens. Um, yeah, stay tuned for the episode, bye! hello everyone um it has been a hot minute since i uploaded i feel like i start a lot of these podcast episodes by saying it has been a hot minute but life has just been really busy and i'm trying to sort out this podcast the best that i can um but i will definitely try to upload more especially when i have time because sometimes i can just be so lazy um and i love coming on here to talk um but yeah, anyways, life update. Life's great. Um life's as it is. Um I'm currently on like a school break, so that's like the best thing ever. Um, but today we are talking about kind of related to school, kind of related to like the future. Um, but the episode title is called Breaking Protocol. Um and I think I must have seen a lot of things about this, especially being a Christian. Um, I've seen a lot of prayers about breaking protocol and asking God to break protocol for you. And I feel like for me, like seeing the words breaking protocol, I don't really understand it. And that might be the case for a lot of people. Um, But technically, it just means breaking through barriers to get something that you aren't qualified for. But you can get it through the means of like kind of believing in yourself i have this one uncle in church love him um known him for obviously my whole life um and it's like kind of like a family friend um and he preaches quite often and he always talks about how he you know came to the uk like immigrated here and it was quite difficult for him he applied for positions and to like universities that like people would just laugh at And think oh there's no way you're getting into there because obviously he came here like as an African man coming to the UK in 1999 it's quite hard to kind of achieve much but he technically broke protocol by having motivation within himself and he's kind of like a big inspiration for me whenever he talks about it like I'm like oh my gosh like that's great and you think he's like the main character of some movie or something with all the things he speaks about. And I feel like a lot of the time we kind of associate things only being possible for those who are the main characters, those who do who are perfect or who think of themselves as the main characters. Um but one thing you have to remember is that at the end of the day, you are the main character in your own life. There's this whole thing going on about main character syndrome and a lot of people don't want to have it. Um, and I think, I don't know the exact definition for main character syndrome, but I'm pretty sure it's like when people think of themselves as better than others, or just think like they're the main characters in their life. My take on this is, there is no problem with thinking you are the main character in your life, because really truly you are, it is your life, and if it's not your life, then whose is it? Everyone has their entitlement to their own life and their own path, that we have free will in this world. Therefore, if you don't claim your life with all its might, then who's going to claim it for you? So I feel like that kind of extent of main character syndrome is important for everyone to have. If you believe you're like not important in your own life, that is a problem and that is something you need to work on within yourself. When I look at my uncle who talks about how he's broken protocol for Believing in himself and knowing that, like, obviously, in relation to church, that there is a God and God will come through for him. Like, I see him having main character syndrome, but in a good way, him having main character syndrome as in oh I know what I want to achieve, I know I can do it because I'm the main character and everything will work out for me and whilst I feel like that can be a bit delusional and it can be a bit misguided because you don't want to disregard other people just because you think you're important to them, that's where there's a like blurred line, that's where you don't cross but the safety of being in that like you know safety day of thinking you are the main character is you don't believe it in yourself having full trust that everything's going to be okay recently like I've been saying it has been a while since I've uploaded a podcast episode I've been so busy with life and like in twenty twenty four, like me and my friends, we made like vision boards and stuff. And I knew this would be a busy year. Like I'm first year into my A levels. Like there's a lot of new experiences going on. There's a lot of new things I want to do. Especially growing to be like almost an adult. Like I'm almost turning into seventeen, going on eighteen. Like that's crazy to me. Um, but in doing so, it's been made me so busy. And one song that I always listen to when life just gets too busy is VNR by Billy Joel. And like the lyrics in it is like, slow down, you're doing fine, you can't be everything, you want to be ahead of your time. I feel like it's so important to remember that we are actually like, or if you're my age or older even, I feel like a lot of us are young. And even if we aren't young, even if you are in your 40s, maybe in your 50s, or you, <laughs> okay, I feel like that's disrespectful, in your 40s and in your 50s. But even if you are quite older, and maybe you have gone through a lot of things in your life, it's not too late to start now. And don't forget that. You can't be everything you want to be ahead of your time that's one thing that sticks to me because things are planned out to happen in the way they will happen and whilst a lot of people don't want to believe that and a lot of people want to believe they define their destiny i believe you define your destiny too but i still believe there is a higher power and i feel like a lot of people kind of think oh, wait how does that work the actions we take help us to achieve that destiny we want to achieve and in my eyes there's different versions of you living out the different you know actions that you may possibly take like i don't know if tomorrow i decide to drop out of school i don't know my life could go one way or if i decide to continue with school go another way there's different versions of me who would do that however my destiny is defined by the steps i take to do so And whilst I believe that there's a God who knows what steps I'm going to take, I don't let that define it. Like, I don't think, oh, God knows my destiny, so let me just chill and do nothing. That's not the point of life. It's still trying. Anyways, (laughs) I feel like I've deterred a bit from my point. But obviously, linking in with me starting this podcast episode, we're talking about my uncle Um, this whole episode is literally just going to be themed around breaking protocol and as I've explained how like what that is I am also going to go to talk about how we can do that how we can implement that in our lives and how I'm trying to implement that into my life. First point I actually wanted to talk about was a scene from Little Women. Little Women's a movie and if you guys haven't seen it literally go watch it I feel like everyone should watch a film like that in their life. Um, It's not one of my favorite films but it's definitely up there and without spoiling it the kind of gist of the film is there's four sisters um they live with their mom um their dad is present but he's gone off somewhere not to i don't remember all the details um and um the scene i'm talking about is between two sisters so there's one sister joe and she's kind of the main focus of the story um she kind of has a sly like (laughs) main character syndrome but she is the main character of the whole premise of the film um and Joj like for like to give you a kind of idea about the whole situation of the film is that it's kind of set like in the like back in the day not too back in the day like Victorian era but it's quite a while ago actually I don't know if it's Victorian. I I don't know but it's quite a while ago so like thick like expectations of women are kind of to you know take the role of being a wife and you know do all of that uh, their family's quite well off, I'd say. Like they're not struggling at all and they do give, which is a good thing. But Jo herself, she's quite outspoken and she kind of differs from the kind of archaic idea of a woman and idea of what women should be, with like the whole idea of courting, with the whole idea of marriage. She's a writer. Love her. <laughs> That's why I relate to her. No, I'm joking. She's a writer and um she has these ambitions, and she has quite a few monologues where she bursts out and she talks about how women have minds and they have thoughts and they have ambitions. And I feel like her speeches within this film are literally the greatest. And fellow feminists, if you want to watch it, watch it. It's literally the best together. I feel like it's literally great. But my scene is actually the scene I want to talk about. Is actually not a scene where, um she's being outspoken um there's another character played by Emma Watson who's also her sister I think she's the eldest sister at the family and she's kind of archaic within her views she wants to get married she wants to you know have kids she wants to you know be a woman like be not uh, that sounds wrong be like a motherly figure within the household kind of like traditional serial packet like nuclear family vibes um that's what she wants and that's her ambition in life she doesn't have ambitions to go off and be a writer or to have a job and fair enough you know they both have different dreams. the issue with this is that joe with her main character syndrome i think this is kind of like the downfall of her character is that she thinks that because someone else's dreams are different, or someone else's ambitions are different, they're not as you know respectable. She thinks her way of life is respectable, and this is not me bashing the character of Joe because I feel like humans—we are literally—we do this all the time, and I say I literally do this myself, although I try not to judge people—is um is a thing where if people are not living life the way I decide to live my life, it's a—it's not a problem, but it's like I'm looking at you like, mm, like if people aren't doing things in a certain way, people look at them sideways, like, what are they doing? And that's the kind of same way that Jo looks at her sister. She thinks, I've got all these ambitions. You can have these ambitions too. Why don't you? And it's the thing where the character played by Emma Watson, Joe's sister, she does have ambitions, but her ambitions differ. And she says this line um, and she's like, just because my dreams are different than yours doesn't mean they're unimportant and that has stuck with me bearing in mind i've watched this film like i don't know two years ago quite a while ago this line has stuck with me for a while um especially because of the fact that like me personally i'm a humanities going to the day i die i've been an all-rounder practically uh, a lot of my life like especially through gccs i feel like it's quite easy to be an all-rounder through gccs but specializing in a field is quite different but ever since I was young, I know, like, all of my teachers know, like, can vouch for me, I've always loved, you know, literature, the arts, like, that kind of thing, like, you know, podcasting, sitting up here talking, you know, writing essays, like, that's my forte, that's something I enjoy doing, whether I'm good at it or bad at it, I enjoy doing it, and that differs from things like maths and science, I do like science, but not that much, and that's not the gist of it, Um, but that sticks with me, because I feel like, a lot of the time people who do have dreams of going into humanities and you know I don't know some people who want to become an English teacher they're kind of looked down upon than other people and it's the same with people with different career paths some people don't want to do too much or they don't want to you know become an investment banker <laughs> but um, they are looked down upon and you might be thinking Mommy, how does this link into breaking protocol one of the first ways I think you can break protocol is understanding your aspirations and your goals and one thing I would say for sure is be realistic with them with your aspirations and your goals and this is one thing I've had to learn the hard way and one thing I have kind of adopted and taken with me as I've grown older is remembering the fact that it doesn't matter you know how much money I earn or you know if I love my job to its core there's always a middle balance see it doesn't matter how much money I earn but I have to earn enough to like live a comfortable life it doesn't matter if I hate my job but if I hate it enough that it's like kind of making my mental health worse what's the point of doing it so there's like this kind of give and take with life and it's with every step of life um that you'll find it and I'm saying this as if I had 50 years of life experience but like most of the things I talk about I've heard my parents talk about I've seen it you know I feel like as young kids we have so much exposure to world um through the internet through movies through books like and I feel like that is such a great thing also it has made us grow up faster but it is what it is that's how life is right now um and It's one of those things where you have to kind of, life is a give and take, so you have to kind of determine your dreams based on that give and take and play the game that life is. There may be times where, like, you want to do something but it's not viable or you want to, you know... Like, not do something. Like, you want to choose your passions over your future, but you have to think about your future. And I'm saying this with the whole dreams thing, because I love little women, and I think the way they represent women in general is quite good from a perspective of, obviously, white females. Obviously, I feel like you could nitpick anything the way women are represented, but that film does a quite good job of doing it. And my whole thing is... Like with defining what your dreams are, that is so difficult, especially when you're at an age like me, where you're like 16, 17, and most people go off the basis of what they're good at, which is a good thing, because what you're good at is typically what you intend to enjoy. But the more people I meet my age, the more people I ask about, what do you want to do as a career? Um, their motivations differ. Some people want to do something because of the pay. Some people want to do something because their parents want them to do it. Some people want to do something because they're good at it, fair enough also everyone has their own reasonings people end up in a field that they may not like and they might just want to change it and when the whole breaking break code protocol thing you can't break protocol for something that is simply not for you like a lot of the topic i'm speaking about today is to do with the will and it's to do with life being planned out for you and if you don't believe in that first then maybe this is not the podcast episode for you that's the kind of mentality I have I feel like everyone's life is kind of written for them however you can help write it yourself with the actions you make and it's a thing where it's a give and take again and I apply it to that too so when I talk to people they're like oh I don't know what I want to do I think that's the most realistic thing at this age because why would you know everything in life you want to do life is kind of one of those gambles where you figure it out as you go most of the time and some people just do it on the spot because you haven't lived before have you you haven't reached an age before like until you get there like you literally cannot live some experiences before you actually have to sit and do it yourself um one thing i've learned from older people though is like like I said before being able to balance the give and take with defining your dreams and choosing what your dreams are you do have to think about the things you're good about good at but you also have to think about the things that you enjoy doing and that's something that I have had to prioritize quite a lot and I've gotten a lot of you know comments about oh why'd you do this why'd you do that why'd you want to do this why'd you enjoy that for me, it's not a thing where I have to explain to people why I enjoy what I enjoy in the same regard where I don't expect people to explain to me why they do what they do. I do do the thing where people tell me they do like all stem and maths. I'm like, oh my gosh, like stop. But when I say that I feel like I say it in a place of admiration because I know how difficult it is to do those subjects as equally as when people say to me they do all essay based subjects I'm like, oh oh my gosh, stop because I feel like it is quite it's difficult. And in the same regard, when I see people in fields of, you know, being like a professional footballer, whether it be that or, you know, being a marine biologist, whether it be that or whether literally like, I don't know, a refuse collector or a cleaner or working at the NHS, I feel like every job, every career you go into it is difficult and it's difficult in its own regards. Maybe something is challenging because you have to be more skilled to do it that's a challenge within itself maybe something's challenging because it's like physic physically difficult to do and it's more labor intensive and your body is aching and as you're old like as you're growing old like it's not getting easier that's difficult with its own respect I feel like just because my dreams are unimportant are different than yours doesn't mean they're unimportant it's something that everyone has to remember knowing your dreams is one thing not deterring from your dreams is another i am so indecisive um however now i've realized to to (laughs) decide to learn how to decide whether it means you know sticking to my guns and you know thinking as hard as i can the only opinions i value like i've mentioned before in loads of my podcasts is my friends and family and maybe like you know they have an opinion about the things i want to do i will hear them out however if the opinion is negative and it's not really benefiting and helping me to have a breaking protocol mentality i'm not going to listen to it i don't care if you're my first grandmother twice removed like i literally do not care if you helped me when i was a baby like it's one of those things where you have to prioritize the voices you give you know power to Now, talking about the background of defining your dreams, now I'm going to actually try and get onto this topic properly, because I've been kind of beating around the bush. Like I ended that last bit off, like choosing the voices you give power to, I think that is super, 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 super important. I'm linking this a lot to church and a lot to Christianity, and I feel like this links to a lot of religions too, but um, I literally can't speak about this without speaking about God, (laughs) Uh, because it's a topic that I feel like God's brought onto my mind, and I've been seen present in my life quite a lot, um. And obviously, reading the Bible, I have seen it in the Bible with Breaking Protocol, um. I've been reading Romans lately, and Romans a chapter in the Bible. It's a book in the Bible, not a chapter of the Bible. Book of the Bible, and it's quite good. So it just really it talks about faith. It talks about a lot of things actually, um. But I think I was reading Romans for and um. I think we were doing a recount of, like, Bible verses we read through in the week, like, in Sunday school or something today. And I mentioned how, like, Abraham and Sarah. And if you guys don't know the story of Abraham and Sarah, Sarah, let's get biblical. So, Abraham, like, had Abraham and Sarah, had the son Isaac, and he became a father of all nations. And that's kind of, like, a story in the Bible. Um, he was promised a son. um. <laughs> But he didn't believe he could have a son because he was well over hundred. His wife's womb was well matured. And if you know one thing about women is when the menopause hits, the kid is not coming Um so like they they were kind of skeptical, you know, God's telling them you're gonna have a baby and they're thinking, um, my womb is actually ancient, like my I I've got erectile dysfunction, like what's going on? Type thing. So, um, I was talking about that story and my take on it was it's it happened? they had the kid Isaac and you know his faith like was unwavering Abraham's faith was unwavering and we see that within other bible stories but with that whole thing of doubt and doubting God and doubting and for those who aren't religious I'm not going to say doubting God because sometimes you might doubt yourself I feel like the two things you should have confidence encouraging is one yourself and two any higher power you believe in or even the universe whatever you have to have confidence within that because if you don't and you start giving voices to like mere humans (laughs) and to people that are genuinely unimportant it's not going to help you someone can sit and tell you you are not going to get this this and that you are not going to make it in life someone could genuinely tell you that but the only effect it has on you is once you let once you believe in it though if you think about it i think i've said this so many times but i have to repeat it again Um, if you think about it in life no one's voice is important unless you give it the power to be important And no one knows you better than you know yourself. You have been yourself, you have lived within your same vessel of a body. You've lived in your body, you've experienced the you've experienced the experiences you have, you know, you've been through all stages of life with yourself. No one knows you better than yourself. Period. Maybe your parents know you really well, cool. Maybe your siblings know you really well, cool. Maybe you know, and like for christianity no one knows you better than god too because god like in the bible he knew the hairs on your head before you were even born he knew who you were he knew your life he knows your future cool but also no one knows you better than yourself so if you give yourself power to speak positive affirmations over your life it's so easy to break protocol it's so easy to break protocol someone tells you you can't do something bet i'll do it like bet I'll do it that's the mindset you have to have and I don't think bet I'll do it with no work a fool is someone who speaks about the things they're going to do and actually takes no actions to do it because how do you think it's going to happen through like I don't know magic like no that's not the way it works you have to have a mindset where you think I can achieve it because I will put in the work for it and if I don't achieve it it's not for me and that's the whole mentality with breaking protocol and with Abraham and Sarah their trust in like a higher power over the words of other people over the words of themselves because they didn't believe in themselves so I'm saying when you don't believe in yourself or when you don't have the authority within yourself to think oh I can do this you have to believe in something else you have to believe it's going to work out for you that's when the main character syndrome needs to kick in and you have to think oh everything's going to be fine because it's going to work out for me or like I don't know God's got me my will's planned like everything's going to be calm that's how you have to think of it like otherwise you're just going to go into a spiral where you listen to the opinions of others so much more than you know maybe the opinion of yourself or to a point where it changes the opinion of yourself and you start thinking negatively and I'm going to zoom in more on the whole thing I said about you know allowing yourself to be a to be an authority over your life people think that they have authority over their life because it's their life and yeah you do i've said that before so i'm not trying to contradict myself but the way you have authority over your life is kind of by the way you move and the way you act having authority over your life is knowing that at the end of the day it is my life and you better slap your chest with vim whilst you say that um, and you have to understand that my choices will produce act like reactions. It will produce consequences, whether that be positive or negative, and it will happen. And that's kind of having authority over your life. And a lot of people, you know, come into terms where they don't speak positive about themselves. Where other people's opinions, like I said before, do influence the way they think. And I'm not saying this has never happened to me before. It happens to me on a daily basis like daily basis it's an actual struggle um and there might be chances where linking to like the whole Emma Watson speech like just because my dreams are different than yours doesn't mean that unimportant there were times there may be times where you feel stupid um and those feelings of stupidity those feelings of self-worthlessness and oh I can't achieve anything because you know someone said I can't achieve anything I can't achieve anything because these this person has the qualifications to achieve it and I don't Nuh-uh, like, it's not not positive and it's not going to get you anywhere. But saying it's not positive is something. I feel like a lot of people who think like that, myself included sometimes, you know it is a negative way of thought. However, we still kind of fall into the trap of thinking like that because as humans, we have victim mentality. We genuinely do. We all have victim mentality. It's psychologically explained that things that we go through, that but when we're in situations we don't think anyone else has been through it and any situation you've been through as unique and as niche as it may be there's someone out there who's also been through it and that is not to kind of take away from the experience or invalidate it. that is to say that you are not alone in whatever you're going through in whatever battle you're kind of conquering like you are not alone because someone's been there done that got the t-shirt you know they've got the work to show for it and they've come out fine maybe <laughs> there's a possibility I feel like the access to the internet we have right now is a good thing because we're looking at the universal experiences we've all been through and it kind of forms like a community and we kind of feel good within each other. These feelings of stupidity, they come about as, you know, negative thoughts and everyone has that whole, you know, angel devil side of themselves, they have that side where you know there's the negative thoughts and there's the oh i want to feel positive thoughts and it's not a thing where you could actually eliminate negative thoughts and just become a positive person because heck if we could do that why wouldn't anyone i feel like the negative thoughts are there to show you how good the positive thoughts can be and that's the whole gist of life like i said it's a give and take <laughs> but with thinking negatively of yourself um i feel like I just negatively of yourself i don't know why i said that so weird um it's kind of through affirming yourself and i think i have mentioned this before but affirmations work guys they genuinely do speaking words to existence are so important and that's why i stress the power of the tongue like and i try to say this to myself all the time because sometimes i'll look in the mirror and i'll be like yuck like in school especially because school air is something else and i literally have no one to be looking good for in school (laughs) but um it's kind of that thing trying to deter yourself from saying, oh, I look bad. Like, I've got this one friend. I love her to shreds. Uh, I'm not going to mention her name, though. But I love her to shreds. And I don't think I've ever heard her say anything negative about herself. Whilst people may make fun of her, she will never make fun of herself. Like, she will never call herself a freaking burger. She will never call herself ugly. She will never... Ever say that, and I think I said something to her once, and she was like, I would never call myself ugly, even though I feel ugly. And honestly, I just love her to stress because she is unapologetically herself, and it's the best thing ever. I feel like people are unapologetically themselves, but they're annoying, everyone doesn't like. But I feel like if you're unapologetic yourself, someone's not gonna like you anyway. Someone's not gonna like you if you are apologetically yourself anyway, so you might as well be yourself. But I just love the way she lives because she will be able to break protocol because of the confidence she has within herself. And with the whole thing. thinking you're stupid, thinking you can't do it. She knows she can do it. Like, I think she got her report back from school. Maybe the grades weren't that great. But her mentality was what do she looked at the way she went, what do you mean I've been putting in effort. I know I can do it. That I know I can do it. It's not I think I know I can do it. It's I know I can do it. That confidence within yourself can help you break protocol. Because with the affirmations you put within yourself, you the Likelihood is you're gonna go on to put in work to actually break the barriers to get to whatever you want to achieve, and you will unlock that destiny. You will get into whatever you want to achieve because you will actually find ways and means of doing so because you know you can do it, and that mentality is so important to have. And it's something I've been working on for eight forever. People may call you conceited. People may call you overconfident. People may say you have main character syndrome. Who actually living really cares? Like. In this world, there's always going to be something that everyone else has to say, and like I'm saying before, linking it to what I was saying before, you have to choose who you give your voices to, and it's so important you do that because there are people who will put you in their place when you're doing the wrong thing. Those are people who are doing it out of love, but equally there are people who will try to put you in your place because they don't know theirs. They'll try to put you in their place, in your place, because they want to make you feel small they want to make you feel under them they know you're doing something that they maybe have been trying to do for their whole lives and they can't get to that same steps they want to bring you down you have to be able to discern those kind of things and discern those kind of people and i'm not saying because of everyone everyone who comes to you don't do that but it's trying to figure out and know the difference between the two you can't go in in life thinking having a naive mindset and thinking you'll get by it's not going to work And there's a difference between actually being naive and acting naive. Acting naive may help you, but being naive, let's not do that. So linking it to that one friend that I have and how she kind of perceives herself, it's that mentality of why can't it be me? If someone else can do it, why can't I do it? Like, it's hard. (laughs) Like, it's stupid and it's delusional as heck, but it's a mentality that you definitely need to have. And also, guys, ignore ignore my voice is kind of like... um my nose is blocked so i sound kind of weird but um it's generally thinking why can't it be? you see someone get to oxford why can't i do that okay if you think about the logistics of it you have to have really good grades you have to have really good extra cream It's cool why can't you do that why can't you put the work to do that yeah there's actual genuine barriers stopping people from doing it but the same people who have genuine barriers have also overcome those genuine barriers and hurdles and have come to the same destination I'm not saying everyone's path is going to be the same why can't it be me I'm not saying it's going to be a straight line nothing's ever a straight line some people's life lines are going to be curved as heck and they're going to have to twist and turn through the corners to get to the same goal that someone might have to walk in the park to get to and it's difficult but the mentality is why can't it be me it's not it's too hard I give up why can't it be me and with the whole thing linking it back to what I was talking in the beginning beginning with defining your goals you have to know what goals you have to think about and say why can't it be me too like it'd be daft for me to say to sit here and be like why can't it be me why can't I be a mathematician I know I hate maths why would I want to be a mathematician but if I like maths and I was absolutely rubbish at it but I still really wanted to have a career in it the mentality I would have is a why can't it be mentality because you have to think about the things that you actually want to have that mindset for because it's not everything it's not everything you'll come and do it's not every career you're going to there may be multiple you choose but you can't be every job you can't do everything and that's one thing you have to know it's the give and take like i said before um but i feel like a lot of the time like even right now with my a levels like um i do four a levels or one of them i most definitely want to be want to drop and with the whole situation of dropping is i feel like a lot of people in my group dropped subjects because they like it's too hard and they don't think like they they're rethinking it you know that's kind of the safety net of choosing four um is it's broad and then maybe you want to narrow it down or maybe you stick with four who knows but if i really wanted to do that four of a level um, which i'm not even doing bad at i would be like why can't it be me Mentality. Why can't I get a star? Like it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. By me it's very definitely, definitely hard to get there. But having that mindset and knowing that, like it's hard. Yeah, you put in the work, so you make it easy. And choosing that battle for me, I don't want to. I don't want to put in the work to do it. I don't want to have that. Why can't it be mindset? Because it's not worth having that. Why can't it be mindset? Because it's not one of my dreams. However, if I'm thinking about you know being I don't know one of my like biggest goals in my head which I'm not going to share on here but maybe like one of my biggest dreams in my head that like you know I think about day and night okay I don't know something little this is my something little by the way <laughs> I've always had this kind of dream to go and have a TEDx talk and it's quite easy to set up I can't lie um, I've seen people do it and I know one day I'm going to be having a TEDx talk why can't it be me if other people could do it why can't it be me that's the mindset you have to have and yeah like I said you're going to sound conceited as heck and people might give you a freaking double side eye because they're thinking who does this person think they are who does this person think they are is better than the person in the corner who doesn't know who they are who other people have to give a name to because they're too they're too kind of comfortable with being you know in a corner being you know not the person that they want to be to actually move and make actions so with the whole why can't it be me thing and who does this person think she is or who do, does this guy think they are a lot of people will think about that and they'll get to know who you are because they want to think what made you what makes you think you're the best and like I said before you can't be someone who's you know have all these goals and aspirations it doesn't take steps to get there with the mindset it gives you encourage like encouragement and with the encouragement you can go and achieve those goals but it's what you do with the encouragement so people may take the encouragement and take it two days and then stop and <laughs> i say this like i haven't done that before But it's having that prolonged kind of longevity to kind of keep going. It's that deferred gratification you'll get in the end. When people say, who does this person think they are? You have to have the facts and the experience and the, you know, the willpower, the power, the charisma to back it up. So they look at you and be like, oh, actually, I don't know why I said that. I know this person knows who they think they are because they know that they are someone who is strong. They know they're someone who can get what they want. You want to you want to prove people right you want them to have a good first impression of you. you want them to think who does this person think they are and you want to back it up you want to back it up the person you say and you call yourself to believe there's no point of having confidence if it just falls through you can't be confident you can't be, confi- you can be confident but you can't be conceited it's it's kind of this blurred line and it's hard to navigate, I can't lie, because while some people might think you're really confident and might think you're great, other people might think you're conceited, cool, bun them. At the end of the day, being conceited is kind of thinking your own everything without putting in the work to get everything. And I feel like the more experiences or the more people you watch in life who have that mentality of conceitment and stuff, you'll realize it. I know this episode has been quite heavily focused around you know education and school I'm I've I, school is my life <laughs> at this point school is everything like school has captivated my life so it's kind of the only thing I'm relating to but just know this applies anywhere in every aspect of your life you look at people in a good relationship with a good loving husband who does everything for them and maybe you've hit your 30s you think you want to settle down why can't it be me why can't it be you who makes you think you're unlovable why can't it be you you look at people getting cars and you haven't even started your driver's license and you think you're too late for it why can't it be you some people get their driver's license at 50 come on now why can't it be you you see people like something as trivial as seeing people grow their like natural hair you know and you think oh my hair's too short it can never get to that length. why can't it be you full stop full stop it's not even a question don't even put the question at the end why can't it be you like you have to think in a way which helps you, you have to build up your mindset because the first thing that comes to achieving anything is fighting the mental battle and I say this because I've read and I love to read, (laughs) I've read, I've you know, fiction, whether it be fiction, non fiction, or self-motivation, I've listened, I've listened to podcasts, and listening to podcasts has even helped me start my own podcast. You know? I've looked. I've looked at the experiences people go around in like people have in the life around me and I've learned You don't just take all those things and learn nothing. You know. With parents, like and stuff, their, their job is to give you guidance and from experiences. And that's why I love talking to my mother's and dad about like literally basic things that people want to hide um and it's one thing to listen to experience but it's another thing to not learn from it learn from other people's experiences so you don't like make the same mistake with these the reason i know this fact of having confidence and thinking why can't it be me is literally for those like list of things that i'm telling you i've done and even when I read, and a lot of people hate reading. Oh, I love reading. I'm reading To Kill a bed. by the way. If anyone wants to read that book, it's 10 out of 10. Almost finished it. Probably going to finish it after I finish this podcast episode. Um, Is um, whether it be fiction or non-fiction you read, non-fiction is really good nowadays because there are a lot of self-help books, there are a lot of motivation books, and when you put those books down, you don't forget it. You don't read a book and attempt to forget it. I feel like every book I've read whether it be the tiniest things have had a slight impact on my character and even when it's fiction you learn through the main characters through the way they lead their life whilst a lot of main characters get a lot of things handed to them some of them are like courageous and strong and if you think about the attributes of like maybe your celebrities that you admire or maybe the people like your role models you know your role models maybe your parents if you think about the things that they've gone through and you know the attributes in which they cherish and cherish i mean i mean carry and you know take on with their life you have to think of it um you have to try and adopt those and that will help you persevere through because once once you conquer the mud no one else can do anything different to you no one else can willingly bring you down and as I've said all of this I have talked about a lot of opinions but there will be people trying to bring it down and it may be like people like teachers or even people who are like you know bosses and people wanting to diminish the light you it's like you exhibit because you know it dims theirs you know if your light shines so bright like if everyone's light shines so bright how how would we all be able to see people want other people to see their light so if your light is shining brighter than theirs they don't want you to be the focus of attention they want to be the focus of attention and one thing i have to say about the whole jealousy thing is let's not do that even if there's someone in a position that you want to be in and maybe you think you deserve it better first of all no you don't <laughs> let's not be con- that's con- that's being conceited no you don't someone else's light doesn't take away from your light we could all shine you know who cares if we're all blind we could all shine at the end of the day um, some people are meant to shine brighter than others you know i know there's someone out there in the world who's probably you know better qualifications than me or something or has something better than me but it does they, they're not me so it doesn't matter like that's how you have to think of it like and that will distinguish the jealousy within you ha- like that you have because it may get to a stage where you're in work and you want a promotion and you are for a promotion maybe your colleague gets it let's not get jealous because at the end of the day your time will come and that's the whole thing in trusting truly in the will and like I said there will be like Position people in positions of authority who want to diminish the light you show. There might be people who want to kind of encourage you to grow and to be better and to you know you don't be an all-round better person, you know, get to the goals you want to achieve. And those are the greatest people you'll ever meet in life and hold on to those. But also don't let go of the people who want to embarrass you. I have this one teacher. interesting teacher his method of teaching is quite good and i like him as a teacher but i feel like he tries to embarrass and you know patronize kids quite a lot um i don't agree with that teaching method but also i don't care if you're going to get me the grades you're going to get me the grades i don't care if you want to patronize or embarrass me i i (laughs) i don't want to talk about this but there's sometimes he he has embarrassed at least one person in a class more than once um and i was i was the willing victim the other day and in the moment, like, I was quite embarrassed, I don't think his, like, inherent intention was embarrassing me, but I also don't think he cared that I was that embarrassed, he was just trying to use me as an example, um, and yeah, it was humiliating a bit, um, but in the moment, like, i was getting kind of worked up and i was like oh this is so embarrassing because it's like you're being embarrassed in front of people who are your peers and you don't want people to think you're stupid and you know it's a whole thing and i don't like people who purposely go out their way to make you feel stupid so for that teacher i was thinking "Bun him in the moment but in the moment I also chose to think like also who like apart from being an authority figure and actually helping me achieve you know good grades who do I know you like do I know you like no this teacher doesn't know me personally on that level they know me as a student and they know me as a number and as a person who's gonna achieve grades and leave in about two years so I shouldn't take anything personally and also who are they to make me feel dumb full stop I don't care how many qualifications you had I don't care how much you've achieved one thing you can never do is make me feel like an idiot because it's not going to happen because there may be some there might there may be some fields where I'm not as educated as you and then on paper obviously a teacher's more educated than me there may be some areas where I don't have the same qualifications or you know I'm I can't speak on it but test me on life test me on wisdom test me on take the next step have a mature conversation with me and you'll understand and that's full stop and that's the only thing i'll go to as a kid i enjoy my youth you know i you know hang out with my friends you know let's not forget about that that's one thing I don't want you guys to forget with the whole breaking protocol thing it's more of a motivational thing and I'm not saying get up tomorrow and start doing all these things I'm saying it's a process and you'll see it happen over time but install these values within yourself this why can't why can't it be me a mentality like not thinking about your dreams as being unimportant this not not diminishing your life for other people for them to feel bigger a smart person will never make you feel stupid and that is the bottom line and that's the one thing I always say a smart person will never make you feel stupid if I know something that I know like my loved one doesn't know I am not going to make them feel dumb and be like ew you don't know this before I explain it to them because that is patronizing for one thing and that is not a way of teaching and the people who do do that at the end of the day it's their method and sometimes methods do work or sometimes it leads to it not working but at the end of the day you shouldn't allow people to have that much authority you answer to yourself first or if you're christian you answer to god first and then you answer to yourself and then it's the people around you who have a choice to have a say in what you do no one knows you better than yourself and that is the bottom line anyways <laughs> anyways guys thank you for listening to this podcast episode i hope you guys all enjoyed it it is a bit longer than the usual but i am trying to bring back like the hour-long podcast episodes because i feel like they have so much more depth and hopefully you guys enjoyed it and let me know you can always feedback through the comments and stay tuned for next week's episode hopefully you can take these words of wisdom into your next week and yeah have a great week bye